Welcome to the Manager Tools Podcast for Monday, July 31st, 2006. Hi everyone, this is Michael Lozan and welcome back to Manager Tools. Today's show is part two of our three-part series on resigning. Yeah, I know, probably the only thing that stresses you out more than getting fired or firing someone else is the thought of resigning. However, if you have to resign, there is a professional way to do it where you can put your head on your pillow and sleep at night and impress some people on your way out. Now, before we get on with the show, Mark and I wanted to express our appreciation for listeners who nominated us for two categories for the podcast awards, Best in Business and the People's Choice Award. We're incredibly honored. For all those who voted for us during the nomination process, thanks. Now, the voting on the podcast awards site started recently and lasts until August 11th. Regardless of whether you vote for Manager Tools, please go over to the site, www.podcastawards.com, and vote for your favorite podcast. There are a lot of dedicated podcasters out there deserving of your vote. It's a great way of showing your appreciation, and they will all very much appreciate it. Okay, with that, let's continue our conversation with Mark and hear how all this resigning stuff works. How about, how about um, copying stuff when you leave? This, this will stun people, Mike, and it really did me over the last few years learning more about this. There actually have been court cases where an employee made copies of some work product that the courts upheld their right to. You know, it's okay to make a CD or two of, of, of PowerPoints, uh, work that you'd like to keep. Now, if it's proprietary, if it's business sensitive, if it says confidential on it, and of course nowadays everything does, you better be careful. That means you probably can't take that. And if you're in doubt, don't take yeah, it. Yeah, if it's the two-year strategy or whatever, then you may want yes, to think about right. that. Or I think, right. Yeah, I, um, let me be clear. Think about not taking it. Yeah. Yes. Good. Good way to put it. The 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 the, uh, the default ought to be if I'm uncertain, don't yeah, take it. Agreed. On the other hand, you can take some contact information of people. The fact that the company provides you that contact information to make it easy to get in touch with them, um, you can take it. I, you know, up to about 50 names you could probably take. Now, if your company has 50 people in it, please don't read that as being you can take all of them. You cannot take all the contact information in the database. Um, if you're worried about taking electronic versions because somehow you think that's more dangerous, fine, print it out and then you can enter it or you know enter it nights and weekends in your in your uh, in your trio or your BlackBerry. Um, and by the way, when we say assume you'll lose access immediately, your cell phone may be taken away from you if it's if it's from work, and um, most people's work phone is their only phone, and you may need another cell phone. Um, and uh, I've actually had one person say, I made the mistake of carrying two cell phones into my boss's office one day in advance of when I was going to resign. He looked at me and said, are you going to resign? And mm -hmm. without even realizing it, a guy I really loved and worked for and everything else, I immediately blurted out, yes. And it was a day too soon. Mm. And then the rest of the conversation was his rather than mine, and I really bungled it. Mm. Um, so don't carry around the cell phone too early when you get your personal one so that if they take your work one away, you'll have something to talk on. Right. And one thing, kind of general rule, I, I, you know, I get a little nervous when we start talking about this, so we won't, we're, and we'll just give a caveat, we're not giving legal advice here by any stretch oh, of the imagination. Yeah. Um, the rule that I've used in the past that seems to have worked out pretty well is that if I'm taking stuff that is related to improving my own future work productivity, for example, if I have, and I did, a, a template in terms of 
how I would go about making presentations. I had that on my work computer, but that template was mine. It was it was a format I used for doing presentations. There's no right. value right. to the company in that document. So that's one. So that's one category of stuff that you take. That's fine. If you're if you're if you're starting to copy stuff with the intent to apply it to your new job, i.e., a list of customers, or uh, a strategy document, or any product descriptions, or you know internal product descriptions that are not public, then I think you're starting to cross cross the line. That's kind of how yes, you know, improving my you know taking my individual work products or in, individual work processes that I may have documented is one thing. Taking company proprietary information is completely unprofessional. Absolutely. Um, And you're right. We're not, we're not giving out legal information. Um, um, But, but the the fact is um, I've had people come to me and say, this one company wants to hire me. In fact, because of where I am now. And I said, well, make sure you pay very close attention to what they're asking of you. Um, Because you never know. If they want you to bring stuff over, boy, you got to be very careful about that. Yeah, particularly in sales, this is a a touchy situation. And I'm fully aware of what the standard practices in sales are. Um, I don't necessarily have to agree with them from a professional standpoint. Of course, I'm not a sales guy, so I can say that. Okay. Um, By the way, we also recommend... um, uh, you know, it, it may the part of the reason it's going to take two weeks is you may copy one or two things every night. It's very easy to do that quietly, um, but but uh, you want to be very careful about using the office copier or the printer and leaving stuff there um, that somebody else finds um, something that would normally not be copied. You have to be cautious about that. And if you have doubts about this, if you're uncomfortable about it, don't do it. Simple as that. We're not suggesting that you should do this stuff if it if it causes you to question it. Um, you have some legal rights, but we don't want to get into the making legal recommendations. Okay, and that, that gets us really to the more detailed work-related part of the preparation, which is creating your uh, transition file. Um, First thing in the transition file, actually, let me, let me say this first. Um, this is really the transition file that you're going to create is really where professionals show themselves to be professionals. Um, one of the signs of a leader, a manager to a leader, is that they lead the team well enough that the, the team works well even after you're gone. And that is a very high standard. Um, but these the steps we're about to suggest really will help the team continue to function well after you've gone. Um, your transition file folder should start with a key project report or an overview of team activities um, and, and status. Probably, for most of us, if it's only one page, it's too short. There should be status spreadsheets, PowerPoint presentation with notes about status, issues, politics that affect the the. Uh, uh, the project or the the initiative that you're undergoing, relationships that are important, um, key people that need to be briefed, where they stand, those kind of things. Um, uh, as well, um, describe what you have planned for the next 90 days. Um, this is really where you earn your money. You're not trying to get the, your manager up to speed. You're trying to help them do your work 
for 90 days or longer. It's not enough just to prepare a briefing and saying this is where we are and then you have to make all your decisions. You should prepare a briefing saying this is where we are and here's what I see happening in the next 90 days. Um, and uh, he, here, here are the things that I would recommend. Here's what I think is going to happen. Here's how we would respond to that. Um, and this is how I see it ending, or this is what the, the key next deliverables are. And when at some point uh, the, the, the key processes that we're engaging will change, and then you'll have to take over completely. Um, I, I think it's critical that you look at your calendar day by day and week by week. And we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Okay. Um, okay. So that's the key project report or the key team report. It may very well be several pages long. And now we're beginning to see why two weeks is necessary. Yeah, this is work. Um, now, as well, prepare performance files on your team. Now, look, this is very close related to the, the performance reviews that you're going to write, but I still recommend it be separate because reviews so often are, are limiting in what they ask for and what they ask about. It's a numerical ranking and it's, should this person get promoted or what are the developmental needs or so on. And maybe they only have room for a sentence or two. Um, I recommend a simple one pager for everybody. Um, a, a, a document to this effect is going to be available for our premium subscribers. Um, in addition to obviously the transcripts and a PowerPoint of the show notes for, for this particular show. Um, just to make it simple, a template that you can fill in name and position and so on, and then talk about strengths and weaknesses and what you're working on. Um, very, very powerful. I admit I did not invent that one. It came from a great manager I used to work for years ago. Next, and this is the one where everybody hates me, but it's, <laughs> absol it's absolutely the right thing to do. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you've got to write interim, review, interim reviews for everybody on your team. Oh, I hate that. Uh, yeah. So if you just gave them reviews three months ago, it's time to write reviews for everybody again. See, um, this is not. See, this is this is a point we made earlier. We're really not suggesting that everybody go out and resign. So for those, you know, corporate VPs and CEOs, et cetera, we we are in fact not. We are doing you a favor by doing this podcast because we're going to make the hurdle so high for people to resign that they'll never resign. You can thank us later. Send us a donation. <laughs> you can thank us later. That's beautiful. Um, yeah, it, it, it's tough. Uh, doing things well takes extra effort. Yeah, being a professional and is not easy. <laughs> yes. If it were easy, everybody would be doing it, and the pay would be a lot less. Oh, I'm glad it's hard. Um, okay. This is hard work but I believe it's necessary work. Uh, it's a way to send a message to your team that you're willing to spend extra time on them, that you're not gonna leave them in the lurch, that the new manager, whoever it might be taking over, he or she will be given a full, not just a clean, but a full slate of information that will allow them to do a great job so that your team, every member of your team is not hurt by the fact that you have to make this career move. Um, but a manager who leaves in the middle of a, of a year-long re uh, review process and uh, his team has achieved some significant milestones and uh, they get a new manager in the middle of the year who doesn't know anything about the milestones, particularly if somebody's from out outside the company. Uh, who, and, and always when you hire from outside, the first review that somebody does is horrible. Um, you're essentially jilting your team out of six months worth of development and potential raises and potential promotions and uh, it's just it's absolutely unacceptable and I and I'll tell you what if I were your manager and you came to me and resigned said I I give you two weeks notice I said that's great I really appreciate it I want you to stop doing what you're doing if you hadn't done any preparation I'd say fine I want you to stop doing what you're doing I'm now assigning Joe who works for you as your successor he'll come meet with me and you have five days to write reviews on everybody 
Um, and uh, I, in fact, I recommended that once, and the manager called me after he said that, and the person wanted to quit effective immediately. And I said, look, that's fine. If he wants to quit immediately, he forfeits all of his, his pay and allowances associated with the fact that he's been here all that time. And that got him to, to finish the reviews. Now, it meant that the manager... And one, one point, sorry to interrupt, but you know, one, one point here is that if you've done these things in the two weeks prior to announcing your resignation, and when you resign, you review this, what you've done with your, your boss... The fact is they will probably, they, they will perceive you as much more professional. You will surprise them to some degree. And if you're counting on that extra 30 days, for example, of transition period, and you don't want to be escorted out the door, you're, you're, the chance of that just went up considerably. Because you've, you you've, rock, you've proved yeah. yourself professional and, the, you know, it's not too hard to extrapolate the fact that you'll probably behave professionally over the next 30 days. Yep. Yeah, it will get you all kinds of leeway, all kinds of opportunity. Uh, in fact, you know, there, I, I will talk about this later, but there's a manager that actually was escorted out the door and, you know, seriously thought about not sharing the information that he had prepared with the manager that he was resigning to because of how he was treated. Um, but, but being able to say, look, before you let me go, I've got all this work I've done to prepare for the transition. I wouldn't hand it over blindly. I'd want him to know what I was giving him. Um, but yes, um, I think you're absolutely right. Um, leaving people unreviewed for the period of time you were their manager is a black mark at the end of your career with this organization, period. Yep. Okay, next, you've got to prepare instructions for your absence. Um, Separate from projects, separate from deliverables, here's where I get into review your calendar day by day, week by week for the next three months. Remember, you're going to be there for a month, so they need something after you're going to be there. They'll be able to ask you for the next month. Describe activities that you, that, that, uh, you have coming up that need to be covered, replacements that need to be sent to various places because you probably won't be doing any travel in the next month, delegations that need to be made, uh, reports to be prepared, um, the presentations, all that kind of stuff, day by day, week by week, and prepare a chronology for... Uh, your boss so that he or she can choose how to delegate those on an interim basis to the whoever takes your place or how they spread them out across your team or the or, or your peers um, also in addition to every employee every person on your team getting a one-page performance file there also should be a one-page interim successor document um, it's a simple simple why Bob should be the interim manager you should describe strengths and weaknesses, why you, why you choose Bob to be in the role. Uh, it, should, it may very well become a promotion document for Bob. It's a very powerful thing. And if you've prepared it in advance rather than hastily after the fact, it will be a lot more persuasive, a lot more effective, and will really help Bob. Um, or, or if it doesn't do that, it's just going to ease your boss of one more decision and probably what will happen is let's just say in light of all the things that just suddenly popped in my head at least this is one thing i can do fine send bob in and i'll talk to him and tell him he's interim yeah the other thing it does is it uh eases the concern a little bit on your boss in terms of what you're going to do relative to um departing and ripping everybody worthwhile out of the organization and taking him with you Exactly. <laughs> and, and that's a very real, it, particularly as you get higher in the organization, um, and in certain industries it's more prevalent than others, but uh, that can be a hugely worrisome thing for executives a couple of levels up. 
Next is l making those lunch appointments. So you should be filling up your calendar over the next six weeks with lunch appointments with people that you want to have lunch with and people you want to stay in touch with. We're going to talk more about uh, this one later. Um, we'll go into more detail. Um, right. And you're not telling them why. I mean, you're just scheduling the lunches. Right. And yeah, that's the key. That's the key. <laughs> you're just going to make lunch appointments. Hey, I haven't talked to you in a while. Let's have lunch. Okay. Um, lastly, tell no one. Horseman's sixth law. There are no secrets. Well, I mean, surely you just, can tell your, you know, your trusted uh, second command, right? I mean, come on. No. <laughs> Other than your spouse. Well, how, let, uh, let, well, how about my friend in a, in a completely different department? Nope. No. So no one. What, what, what about what about your admin? Yeah. Well, what about nope. your admin? There. Yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Nobody, wow. period, you're, spouse, that's it. You're hardcore. Mike, think of it this way. Think of it this way. How many people at the acquiring firm already know? Oh, a lot. Let me tell I, you. I 50. Oh, yeah. How many of those are talking to recruiters, talking to friends of yours at your company? Yeah. It's already out there. You're already at risk. The only thing you're doing by telling somebody is, is, in, is making it happen immediately. Right. Any grace period you can get, you should take advantage of. It's it, quite frankly, it's none of your business until you tell your boss. Right. And and you know, not to inflate egos, but if any manager resigns, it's big news. People want to know. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So w what you're getting at is that th this rumor has legs, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It spreads. It's wildfire. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, you're probably thinking yourself as just a cog in the big system. That's not the way people around you think. If you're a manager, people pay attention. Well, it's uh, just expand on it a little bit. It's more than that. It's just gossip. The fact is, when a manager resigns, a vacancy opens up. The whole power, you know, there's a there's a power vacuum that's going to occur, and so people are interested in it for very very selfish reasons. Like they may want your job. Um, or they may want the job of the person who's going to get your job. I mean, that. Yeah. I, 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 it is amazing to me. Well, I had somebody tell me the other day when I made a comment about um, The Apprentice on TV and how it just shocked me that people were thinking they were learning about the business world from The Apprentice. And they said, well, I, I, you, you can actually learn a lot. If it's not from The Apprentice, you could learn from Survivor. And I thought, dear Lord. People think that that kind of backstabbing and false uh, collaboration and false uh, uh, um, uh, relationship creation in order to win is something that works in the corporate world. I, I want those people to work for me so I can have the specific and distinct joy of firing them. Did you did you not um, see the Survivor one where they were the, the, the guy in charge of one particular tribe was doing one-on-ones with their folks every week? <laughs> You, no, I, I, I missed that You missed one. that one? Oh, you yeah, you got watch more it. TV, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that'll get me somewhere. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm stunned that um, people act as if um, there are not repercussions. Um, and, and there's so much of a selfishness in a lot of our culture, Mike. Uh, and I don't think this is just U.S. culture. I believe this is uh, globally becoming more true. And I think um, I think people, the definition of a professional includes someone who thinks about their role in an organization rather than just about themselves. Okay, that's the end of part two. We'll finish this topic up next week. In the meantime, please join us on the website and on the discussion forums. If you haven't gone there lately, you'll want to. Lots of interesting things happening in manager tools land. And, uh, well, more on that to come shortly.
Also, our monthly registered podcast will be probably out by the time you hear this. I know, I've said it before, but I really mean it this time. So don't miss out on that one as well. If you're not registered, it's free and it's easy. Just visit the website at www.manager-tools.com. Well, that's it, folks. Thanks, and we'll talk again next week. So long.